the time has come. Game day, the week before the big game day, which means don't fall for another trap. UCLA, let's go take down the Cats. Let's tell you how once again. You are locked on UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another edition of Locked On UCLA. It's your favorite host, Zach Anderson. Yoxheimer, thanks for tuning in. It's free wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for making Locked On UCLA your first listen each and every day. It's available on YouTube, so like, comment, and subscribe. Thanks for your support. In the meantime, just know that this episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. UCLA coming up is taking on Arizona. And we've kind of spent this week talking about the lack of respect, the lack of looks from the Bruins. And some of you guys at home, especially some of the comments I've seen, at least on YouTube, have come through saying, all right, some Bruins, some non-Bruins, some haters, some non-Bruin haters, but not exactly lovers, are coming through with varying aspects of this UCLA team. First things first, UCLA has to dominate. They're three score favorites. And if UCLA wants to find any way to jump up in the rankings, they must, 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 as I stop saying the word must, must, right there, last one, dominate this game by at least four to five scores. They have to, because it seems like all the lack of respect is coming from the non-conference schedule, despite UCLA's rather tough, sneakily, if you will, conference slate. Pac-12 is kind of reignited the flame that it's a tough football conference, although maybe a little bit too late, considering UCLA and USC leaving to the Big Ten. Despite all the words from George Klyovkov, it's the Bruins who are sitting here, wherever we thought about the college football committee rankings and the selections for the moment in the week two of the rankings and all the conspiracies, the Bruins must take care of it on the field. And as Chip Kelly's always been saying, what cares, what he cares about the most is the last ranking, which is either, hey, is UCLA in a New Year's Six Bowl? B, maybe more important, are they in the top four if they're in contention for it, which means winning out and winning a Pac-12 title game? And then, you know, C, if they're left out of everything, depending on how this season projects going down the road. First things first, UCLA has to take care of business against Arizona. I've already spent the most recent episode of Locked On to UCLA discussing the fact that UCLA has to stop Jaden Delora. We'll talk about it again. Delora is one of the number two is the number two passer in the Pac-12, and for the most part, if he was maybe in a different conference, could be number one in his own conference passing. But he stuck behind Michael Penix Jr. What did the Bruins do against Michael Penix Jr. got down early, which I'm telling the Bruins they must must avoid. Again, the word must. They have to avoid getting down early while also finding a way to jump on the board early and control, and not like the Arizona State game control, the Stanford game control, where it was a laugher by the time Stanford scored that late touchdown in the fourth quarter. They need one of those dominant start-to-finish performances, even though, actually, the last couple of games, the Bruins have technically trailed. So you can go through the schedule, and if you really want to get really nitpicky about it, you could find a way to say that a lot of UCLA's wins have technically 
technically, technically, technically been via comeback fashion. Not exactly the case, mostly when you're down 3 nothing on the opening possession and the Bruins have an offense putting up 40 points per game, but you get my point. A quick start, jump out of the gates, and UCLA can find themselves sitting pretty and hopefully sitting in the top 10 against a crosstown rival, which, barring a meltdown, will also be sitting in the top 10 as well, USC, against Colorado. If there was a matchup set, like as it is usually in SEC heaven, where they play FCS cupcakes before their big rivalry matchups, which is always the joke, right? In the SEC conference, so tough. Why do you have to play a cupcake before? Well, UCLA and USC, they each have their matchups set up in front of them against cupcake opponents to win, and hopefully for the Bruins, even I think USC wants this, both teams to be in the top 10 by the time they match up, whatever time they play on November 19th. But UCLA needs to win this one by four scores to demand the respect that, quite frankly, they seem to deserve at this point of the season. They've beaten everybody in front of them. Again, the whole talk was about Reese Davis misspeaking on the radio. I know about misspeaking, so we're not going to harp terribly on Reese Davis accidentally flubbing the story about UCLA and Michigan, but the story remains and the facts remain, both for Michigan, UCLA, that non-conference schedule was very, very weak. It just seems like year in and year out, UCLA does not get the respect, but now here they are being good, getting respect, but not the full respect. The Bruins have to come in. DTR has to play like a Heisman candidate. He's really fallen off, I would think, a little bit lately in terms of putting his name into that Heisman candidacy, even Charbonnet missing those games, being the Pac-12's leading rusher despite missing two games. Charbonnet very well could be leading the nation in rushing if he had played every game to this point, and very well if he hadn't even missed that game last week against ASU with how much the Bruins dominated run the football. He very well could be leading the nation in rushing with a big day if he has he had like against Colorado and many of the other teams in the Pac-12 over the teams he's played. The Bruins have to show themselves to be a top 10 team. But even if they don't, even if they don't, they still will be with the win on the edge of the top 10 with the chance with a prove-it game on national television, whether it be late for the West Coasters or it'll be just in the primetime slot window for everybody to see at home with the packed Rose Bowl against the Trojans with hopefully, hopefully, hopefully UCLA being completely healthy to get the respect they need They need to dominate this Arizona game. And again, it's going to start with UCLA offense. Yes, the running backs. The question will be the running backs, and we won't really know until kickoff what the real answer is for who is going to start as a tailback. We won't. Will it be DTR running the football a lot? Will he be throwing in the football a lot? Again, the poorest run defense for Arizona might mean it doesn't matter who puts the pads on and straps it up and runs the football. It still might be a big gain, but still, like UCLA's workhorse is to get a couple of carries and get back in the flow of things, building for the USC game, but if they need a, a game off, then they need a game off. The big ask this weekend is against a, an Arizona offense that generally puts up about 30 points per, per game. As I already mentioned, they've got three lethal receivers in the most recent episode, Jacob Cowing, Dorian Singer, and Tatarion McMillan. Those guys have accounted for 19 of 22 touchdowns in the air, from Jaden Delore, the former Washington State product, the reigning Pac-12 freshman offensive player of the year in Delora. UCLA, this is a game where the defense has to stand out. And they found ways to stand out for two-plus quarters. But this, a game against Arizona, 
is the one where they must get dig into the ground, dig their cleats in, and say no. Maybe post a shutout. Yes, against a team and that could throw the ball around. Yes, a little tougher. But this is a game where UCLA wants to need that mentality, which most defenses have. Technically, right? You want that mentality. We don't want to give up any points. Well, some some of those statements are truer than others. But this would be a one-statement game if UCLA could really hold Arizona down to a touchdown and a field goal. And as we highlighted at Throwback Thursday, what, 66-10 to 10 when Jonathan Franklin broke the rushing yards record? become the UCLA all-time leading rusher just over a decade ago in 2012 against the Cats, although that was a ranked Arizona team then. This is a stumbling Arizona team, getting better than recent years, actually, in fact, but still a terrible Arizona team that the Bruins must take care of at home, and this must be a lockdown defensive effort. What is, what's going to look like? What's my predictions? We'll talk about that after I tell you about Underdog Fantasy. This episode, once again, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. That is the place to spice up the college football season. Just know it's available in over 30 states. Just pick between two to five players across any team, not just the UCLA Bruins, any team, and decide if they'll finish higher or lower based on a stat category. It's one of those games where you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. Just sign up with the promo code locked on. That's one word, locked on. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100? $100 free. Simple as that. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy, the promo code locked on. And you can get that $100 deposited up to $100 on your first deposit. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Meantime, what am I going to pick for the Bruins to do against Arizona? Well, I've been harping, harping, harping all week that they need to start quick here on Locked On UCLA. And while we've kind of mixed it in with basketball coverage, we're talking about the Bruins' quick start. Both the Bruins' basketball and football teams needs better. They need better quick starts. For the football team, for the Bruins, for Chip Kelly and company, they need a quick start. UCLA, I think in the beginning, will jump out, hopefully, and the real question mark is, what's it going to look like? How do they come out schematically offensively? Is it more of a passing game? Is it, Kaz Allen, you're running the ball, and you're going to run past this Arizona defense and torch them for two quick, long touchdowns? Is it another one of those attacks that goes for 400 yards? Funny enough, between the two Arizona schools, the Wildcats' rush defense is way worse than the Sun Devil rushing defense. But I don't think UCLA will post 400 yards rushing. I do not think so. A lot of it due to the health of the running backs room. And I think UCLA will try and get things into the passing game to get DTR back in the flow, knowing the next week he's going to have to throw the ball, one would assume, a bit more and be more successful with it than he's had to be these last few weeks when UCLA simply run up and down Stanford and Arizona State at home and on the road. Got to get ready for that big game in a week. So main thing, priority is health. But UCLA comes out, I think, in that first quarter, comes through Kaz Allen. If he gets the start at tailback, we'll see. If it's Charbonnet, well, we'll just sit back, relax, and see how healthy he is. Or if it's Keegan Jones, might be Kaz Allen going back from receiver to a tailback. If he starts, I think maybe within the first two possessions, he breaks off a 70-yard touchdown run to get the Bruins on the board first. UCLA then stops Arizona first couple of times. Layatu Latu maybe gets a sack or two. Bruins go up 14-0, kick a field goal after that, 17-0. Arizona scores before half, and then UCLA blitz them the rest of the way, eh, about like a 
41-10 win would suffice for a dominant UCLA win. 41-10. That's about my prediction this week for UCLA. Within that four to five score range where they dominated, didn't keep it close, relatively eh, decently close at halftime before the Bruins, as they've done a majority of this year and when they had that lengthy winning streak before it was snapped in Eugene, which was dominate second halves of games. Not only does UCLA need to come out of the gate strong, they can't let teams back in it with a letdown late in the third quarter in the fourth quarter, which is what they've done twice this season against Washington and against Arizona State. Again, those are the points that are crucial. These are just eye candy points. This is what the committee is looking at. They're looking at the resume, blind resumes. They're like, oh, UCLA, more ranked wins, USC. Ah, We're assuming this is USC, so we're just going to put them ahead of them. Well, UCLA has to pass the eye test to go forward. And yes, again, they're going to have their opportunity. But against Arizona, they need to prove to all of us they got to pass the eye test and prove they're ready not to the rest of the nation, that they're ready to play SC and try and maybe compete for something beyond that in the postseason here in 2022. So my final score prediction, 41-10. to 10. If Charbonnet plays, if he plays, I think he has a similar total to Colorado. Nine carries, 100 yards, a couple of touchdowns where he just makes it look so simple but doesn't really get worked that much. If he doesn't play, I think Kaz Allen might get the bulk of those runs and take the bulk of those carries, get over 100 yards, bust off another long touchdown run. The key is, can he hold on to the football? He almost fumbled it last week against Arizona State, but DTR was there to save today, which would have been a third costly, very costly Bruin turnover, and a game that maybe could have switched, turned the tide of the game at that point, as we saw how close that one got in Tempe. I think Charbonnet, he plays 100 yards, nine carries, similar to the Colorado stat line, when he posted way back when during the Bruins' first conference game of the year on the road. Otherwise, it might be Kaz Allen, maybe Keegan Jones. If Keegan Jones plays, maybe a a receiving touchdown here and there. Other than that, I think DTR finally gets over 200 yards. Not only 200 yards, close to 276 yards. And I would say two passing touchdowns, one touchdown on the ground for DTR. And dare I say it, no hurdles. I say no hurdles against Arizona. That might be something to look out for as we always have our thrilling moment of the week with Nissan. But, you know, got to check out no hurdles for DTR. I think that's, you know, I think there's not a hurdle. I think he's going to wait, keep it, keep it down, and then make sure to bust it out, whatever it looks like, against USC a week later. I think that's what it looks like. 41-10, to 10, the offense, either Allen with 100 yards rushing or Charbonnet on nine carries 100 yards. If Allen's the one carrying the football, big touchdown run like he did against ASU, about a 75, 70-yarder. DTR, two touchdowns in the air, one rushing touchdown, about 276 yards, no hurdles. Defense with Jaden Delore, who is one of the top 20 in the country in terms of turning the football over with interceptions. He's got eight. I think the Bruins actually nab two picks, get two sacks, and two tackles for losses in this one against Arizona while holding them. Bear with me to 10 points. Arizona has been allowing well over 40 points these last four losses in a row since their Colorado game. And can the Bruins hold them and bottle them under three offensive scoring possessions? Can they? The numbers say the Bruins won't. But I, I believe, I believe Arizona can certainly get hot and make this one interesting late. But UCLA would need that 41 to 10 game to get more respect. Very well, this is a game where Arizona can hang around late. Not saying that, but. I think maybe UCLA will play with some inspiration. 
maybe Bill McGovern, the defensive coordinator, will be back in the booth. It'd be a hard ask for him to go three games out of the booth. Of course, he's ill for the moment. And then come back during the USC game and make all the calls of the year. Hopefully he can get one in, kind of back in the flow. And then UCLA can go from there and get things ready. Hopefully without a trap loss and get ready for USC with a big win against the Cats. And maybe vault themselves, hopefully, into the top 10. So I say 41 to 10. And that's it for football coverage. We'll have our post-game reaction either late Saturday night. As you know, it's another late game. Or we'll do it Sunday morning like we did last week. And we'll talk about UCLA's hopeful win. See if I was close. Again, those keys. Can they get in the backfield? Can they force those turnovers? And can they start off and win? Thursday, that's the episode where I had more of my keys. This one's more prediction-based. Oh, will they do this? Will they do that? We'll see. Did my keys hit? Did my predictions hit? We'll find out on our full reaction Monday. Quick, quick reaction either Saturday night or Sunday morning. In the meantime, let's talk about are my predictions safe? As safe? Maybe not so safe, but... They're not as safe as, say, securing your home with home security. If you've been putting it off, you're going to want to listen up. Right now, you, Locked On UCLA listeners or viewers on YouTube, can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. That's their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for a third year in a row. In emergency, they've got 24-7 professional monitoring agents that use fast protect technology exclusively from simply safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real just know that simply safe is just around the corner yes we might have the phone in the background but just know they are safe they can call you they can call you and let you know that they're just around the corner they, they can tell you that they're right here they can tell you they're over there they can reach out to you and tell you that the threat is real with their critical evidence and their fast protect technology. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off the new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. That's their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. 50% off at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. So as we're going to wrap things up here for this one, Locked On UCLA, final segment, we're getting back to basketball. The Bruins looking to start 2-0 against Long Beach State. Another one of those maybe not big-name programs coming in in terms of, you know, the Villanovas like last year at Kentucky, who the Bruins play. They go to Maryland, Illinois, maybe Virginia down the line. All those big games the Bruins are waiting to play. UCLA basketball, want to know, maybe a lackluster start against Sac State. The freshmen, some of the newcomers, still getting their feet wet in the first game of the season. What seems to be, at least in the for the public eye, in the exhibition and now the first regular season game against Sac State, where they won 76-50, the Bruins were a little bit slow out of the gate before building a lead on a 20-0 run against the Hornets and pulling away late both against the Eagles and against the Hornets of Sac State against Concordia and then Sac State. UCLA is in a middle in a bit of a stretch here basketball wise where they have some sneaky intriguing matchups, sneaky and it will be a, a nice test for the Bruins to really gauge how good they are at least in the early going for UCLA's team. They get Long Beach State 
regular season conference champ of their mid-major conference, the Big West. You have Norfolk State, who was also a conference champ. And then you get to the Continental main tire event next weekend, Illinois, and then either Baylor or Virginia. Yeah, that's a that's a quite the threesome right there in terms of games. You got Illinois, then the UCLA SC game football, and then either Baylor or Virginia between Los Angeles and Vegas. That could be a very prime time weekend for UCLA athletics for basketball and football, where you get Illinois, boom, Baylor slash Virginia, depending on the win or loss, and SC next week, and that is prime time. And even if you've missed it, UCLA's got Bellarmine, and Bellarmine just went and beat Louisville on the road, and even UC Davis on the schedule down the stretch, they already went on the road and beat Cal. So maybe this non-conference stretch Mick Cronin has brought up here at home, while as cupcakey as it may seem, is certainly well within a much tougher grasp for UCLA as they try to battle forward with an unbeaten home schedule into what will be a very tough non-conference road neutral site games and very tough conference schedule come the start of December. UCLA against Long Beach State, they've won this matchup 19 out of 20 times. The lone heartbreak for the Bruins coming in Anaheim at the formerly known as the 76 Classic. And it seems like the gauge for every UCLA team is how badly can they beat up on a Big West team, or as in the Sac State's case, a Big Sky team. Whenever the Bruins have had high hopes, be a top 20, top 25, and they faltered, whether it be under Steve Alford or other regimes, UCLA would lose to a Big West team. And they've done that, unfortunately, more than too many times to count over recent times. Not crazy amount, but enough to where it's happened more than twice, and that's way too many times. UCLA, when they dominate, you know, generally a Big West team, a mid-major like this, like a Sac State, they handle them about 20 to 30 a game. That's generally a good sign. But for UCLA against Long Beach State, UCLA is facing a team that's returning three of their five starters from last year, getting some transfers from, I believe, VCU and other places, St. Louis to name a few, that's going to run up and down the floor. And they will try and try and score as many points as they can. And very well, it could be a game at half where it's back and forth. If you remember last year during the odd season where COVID struck again, UCLA and Long Beach State actually played two games because they actually, with the Bruins having almost four weeks off, said, hey, let's play. Long Beach said, all right, we'll play you. And they played a second time after their originally, initially scheduled matchup. So they played twice last year. The Bruins won both. After a close first half of the first game, technically fairly easily in both. UCLA, if they really want to make an impact, this is a game they should score up to the upper 80s or 90s against Long Beach State, a team who does have their conference's reigning defensive player of the year on their roster, but they're more of a, they'll try and trap you in the full court, get pressure and go for steals. And they are, mind you, Long Beach State coming in 1-0 on a mid-major win on the road against California Baptist down the road in Riverside. but. UCLA should be able to handle this. The guard play for Long Beach isn't, say, as good, at least initially as one might think, as last year, where they had the conference player of the year leave. They did have their leading scorer come back in Joel Murray. But for Long Beach, seemingly undermatched in terms of the size and athleticism compartment for UCLA down in the paint, which they truly, truly figured things out against Sac State at the ends. Funny enough, you talk about Jalen Clark, who was the player of the game. He had seven steals. He wants to break Tyus Edney's 11-steal mark for a single game. If you forgot, the second highest single 
game steal total. Darren Collison against Long Beach State back in 06. That also started a Final Four run when Tyus Edney had 11 steals. What happened that year? The Bruins won a national championship. So when the Bruins possibly have a defensive threat as dominant as Jalen Clark is, who can shut down the opposing team's big-time scoring threat and turn easy turnovers into buckets, UCLA may be primed for another deep March run. Of course, you got to play the games, build the team, find the scoring threats, let the freshmen develop. But UCLA, for the most part, against Long Beach State, should be aiming to score in the upper 80s to 90s if they really want to run this one away in the laugher and just outpace Long Beach State. I'm not expecting a slow-paced slugfest that was that first half against Sac State and UCLA. Long Beach, a little bit different style. Not five transfers in the starting lineup, although they have built different transfers mixed in. They've kind of been there for a little bit. I guess maybe the same as Sac State in terms of transfers in the starting lineup now that I think about it. But for both teams, up and down pace, UCLA should outdistance them. But the Bruins struggle from distance, from three, then this game might be close in the first half until UCLA finds their footing from down count. I just broadcasted a game last night where a team missed 22 threes of 26 attempts and still won by 12. You know, it, it just kind of is how it is. But the Bruins should be aiming for a high-scoring affair. And against Sac State, yes, it was a slow game, 76 points, whatever it may be. The Bruins should be pushing for 80 and don't keep Long Beach State in it late and let the upstart mid-majors that the Bruins will face a lot at home this year in the game way too late. So for me, one, the Bruins aim for 80, if not 90, to score. And for the most part, let's see how many steals Jalen Clark can get. Let's see if he can break that seven steals. And also, another key note, looking, if you're either going to watch this game, listen to it from the radio call, whatever it may be, just know Tiger Campbell, four points away from getting to 1,000 career points. So maybe that comes early. Maybe it takes him a few minutes. Maybe it takes him a while. Hopefully not. Tiger Campbell, four points away from 1,000 career points for a long-time Bruin. So that's the thing. 1,000 points for Tiger. Score a lot of points. And how many steals can Jalen Clark get? Another thing, which is pretty simple and pretty obvious, which freshman steps up? Amari Bailey did have 10 points, but it wasn't the most impressive 10 points he will score this season. Let's see which freshman showcases their athleticism, their dominance, as we do expect, hey, a Dembona to play after his quote-unquote one-game suspension from the NCAA. We'll see what it looks like if a Bona's official first appearance in the Bruins is dominant, adding to the athleticism and dominance down low. In the meantime, look for Bona. What's he going to look like if available tonight? If he's one of those freshmen that steps up, which one will step up? Jalen Clark, is he going to go for a bazillion steals? Tiger Campbell's 1,000, and can the Bruins score a lot of points? This is a matchup they should. If they don't, maybe a little bit time to worry, or maybe just give the Bruins the time a little bit more to settle their feet in, as again, McCronin wants to hone in defensively and let the points come later. We'll see what happens. UCLA Long Beach State, another late tip, 8 p.m. against Poly Pavilion. We'll react to both the football game, basketball game over the weekend, maybe Monday, however it shapes out. Basketball's in full swing. Football, well, the sprint to the finish line is here. Just like you should go check out the sprint to Locked On Sports today. Make that your second listen today. It's free where we get your podcast. It's available on YouTube as well, just like Locked On UCLA, which thanks for making it your first listen each and every day. In the meantime, I'm Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer. Get your hands up in the air, Bruins fans. Eight clap time. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U, C, L, A. 
UCLA. Fight, fight, fight. Let's go. Let's go. Basketball and football this weekend. Let's get excited. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins.